they portrayed God in a way that it was like a very fear-based way um, in that it wasn't based like on grace at all. It it was like very works-based and that if you don't do this and this and this and that, then, you know, you're damned. And it's just... Um, like whenever I came out after coming out and coming back home um, I remember just sobbing and sobbing because I felt like because at that point I had re- recognized that Anson Hong and all that stuff like it's not true and so I remember just sobbing and being suicidal because I genuinely I felt like I still had that idea of who they had ingrained in me God is, that God, like, there's no way that God can forgive me for worshiping another God. There's no way, like, God has left me, like, He does not love me. Um, like, he, he just he just cannot forgive me for that. And so it's just, they took away the gospel. They twisted it. They added to it. So I was a member in September. So right at the, like whenever COVID kind of just started. Um, and then I got out of it like early January. So it was a brief period of time, okay. but it really did. It had an impact. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was a brief period of time, but it really impacted me a lot. So I still wanted to come and share so it was, I'm sorry, you said between September and January and January. And that was of last year. Yes. Okay. Okay. So what, um, like, how did you, how did you get in? How did they preach to you somewhere uh-huh. out in Walmart or something like that? Or, or what did you have family in? Um, how did you come to be a member? So what happened was, I was walking on campus and I saw this girl. We started talking. We ended up getting breakfast together and um, she was praying. And at this point, I had just become a believer, like in late October, like I accepted Christ into my heart and I had no knowledge of the Bible whatsoever. And I was just a baby believer looking for fellowship and friends, Mm -hmm. like praying that the Lord will guide me to a church and stuff. And so um, whenever at breakfast, I saw her start to pray. I was like, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. And it was kind of weird, too, because usually whenever people pray, they'll ask or pray out loud with you and stuff. It was almost like secretive in a way. And so I was like, you know, asked her if she does Bible studies and stuff or she would like to do that together. And she invited me to a Bible study. And I was like, okay, that sounds great. You know, I have um, one of my friends that's also a believer, like, can she come too? We've been looking for something like that. And um, for like her response was really weird. She's like, I'll have to ask and make sure you can come and stuff. And then later she had texted me and said, you can come, but your friend can't. And because something about COVID, but like nobody was wearing a mask and it was one more person. So that should have been like an immediate red flag. But of course Mm -hmm. I'm like, went right over. So 
Well, that's that's interesting because when you said that you told them you were, you know, asked if you could bring a, bring a friend, I figured they would be like a kid in a candy store and just jump at the opportunity, yeah. like a two for one sort of deal. So why why do uh -huh. you think it was that they didn't want your friend to come with you? I don't know. For some reason, I feel like it was, I would be more easily, easy to like manipulate in a way oh, if okay, I was by yeah. myself, whereas two of us, we might be like, hmm. Processing it together. right. Yeah. That makes sense. Lines, yeah. that's. So. I've never thought about that, that they would want to not yeah. get like two friends to, or, to join at the same time. Um, I guess it kind of, yeah, it does make sense that it's, would be easier to kind of isolate you and and manipulate exactly. you in that case so yeah yeah okay so what what was that experience like then when you you went to the bible study i assume um the first bible study i think they talked about passover and stuff so this is like my first time reading like scriptures from the bible really like and so reading about the passover and stuff and they talked about the passover lamb and the new covenant it was all kind of a blur and um i think they taught then to about how church is supposed to be on saturday not on sunday and they were very love bombing like, oh my gosh, just like sister, like just being so, so nice. And so I'm like thinking to myself, like, wow, these people really have the light of Christ. And then like, they are so kind and loving, like, this is so amazing, you know? And um, so from, so I was like excited, you know? And I was mm -hmm. like, I can't wait to do more studies with y'all. You guys are so sweet. I want to learn more. Thank you for teaching me. You know, you guys are so amazing. What a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. So yeah. you you kind of were, I guess, in some ways manipulated by the the love bombing and sort of their, their mm -hmm. tactics at first. You weren't able to Definitely. see through it. And it, it makes yeah. sense that based on where you were at, you know, just being new to Christianity and I, I think that's happened to, you know, a lot of people where they're they're kind of in this place of searching out faith and, and maybe even have prayed a prayer of, you know, show me, give me a sign or, or lead me in the right direction. And then for whatever reason, the coincidence that they run into the WMSCOG yeah. and they're thinking, OK, well, this <laughs> this must be it. And so, um, yeah, I'm sure that all played a lot into you then viewing them as like this. This is the way to go. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, what, I guess, like what happened then? Did you, did you get baptized, um, and become pretty committed? Um, okay. So from then I did end up getting baptized and it was like in between then I had done a lot of studies like through zoom. So they were, kind of what they do is they like dangle a carrot and they just like keep you going after it in a way like they will do a study but then they're like okay there's more like leave it all honestly like kind of on a cliffhanger mm -hmm. and they don't get into mother god and all the blatantly false teachings until further along so your mind is already kind of like in it and um, I remember like at one point 
I said like, hey, I'm not going to be able to do the Bible study today. And they like freaked out and they tried getting me to do like two or three. Um, and yeah. And um, at one point too, then we started getting into teachings about how we're all fallen angels and about how the cross is like because i had a cross necklace and so they said how it's like equivalent to wearing um your father what okay if some this is what she said if somebody shot your dad with a gun and then wearing the gun around your neck and so i like was i was believing it like hook line sinker you know very I was just believing it because I didn't believe like at that point I it was just so foreign to me that people could take the word of God and twist it like I just believe that they had good intentions you know like if they're talking about the Bible they must they must be yeah <laughs> uh, on the good side sort of <laughs> yeah and yeah. um yeah and and so I like threw away my necklace and stuff and they they're just, and then, I don't know, they said stuff about baptism, but it was almost, oh my goodness, this is like a big one, is they said how um, they have church on Saturdays, and how like, if you sin in between Saturday and another day, or like, something like that, then you'll go to hell, and that like, you have to be forgiven for your sins on Saturday or something like that. And it was just really kind of scary. And um, I, and so I went to one of the church online, like on zoom and stuff. And they said that you have to wear like this thing over your head. Um, and I didn't have it. And I just had like a feeling within me, like, this is not right. Like, this is not good. Like it just, mm -hmm my Holy Spirit, I really do feel like was just like, it's not good. <laughs> they kept, they said how like with baptism, it's something that they need to get baptized immediately and stuff. And they tell people not to wait. Um, so, so I, did you, did you get baptized then pretty quickly? Um, I, it was like two and a half months, I would say. Okay. Can you can you talk about about that part of it? Like what what was that experience like? It, did they because I think it's they've kind of maybe shifted a little bit of the way that they've done that in the past. I think they okay. were more like just completely concealed the whole idea of on song hong and kind of kept it oh, like okay. kept it sort of on the down low. They didn't really you know, I think they just didn't want to scare people off. So they didn't really bring that up. And then they kind of just tag on song Hong's That's name on cute. during the baptism kind of out of nowhere. I think maybe now what I've heard, and I don't know if this is the case everywhere that they more try to make sure that you're okay with being baptized in the name of on song Hong beforehand. So what was that the case for you? They baptize in the name of on song Hong and then I think Jesus and the Holy Spirit, I believe. Okay. Um, and they had me change into like these clothes and it was in a church. There had to be somebody there to sign papers um, that came. And then two of the girls that had been teaching me the studies, well, the girl that invited me to the study to begin with, and one of the ones that's been teaching me them was there. 
and I don't know it was really weird um because like then after the night I was baptized like I didn't sleep for like two nights in a row like I could like I was up all night like I could not sleep um and so so like what was what was going on i'm sorry cutting you off but what i'm curious what was going on in your mind like what do you do you recall like what were sort of the what was the thought process process going on in your mind that was kind of keeping you awake um i it was like i heard demons talking to me telling me like lies and saying like i'm gonna use you to be a light like okay (laughs) because Okay, I get all into, and they were just like saying stuff. I remember at one point I just started like typing out the things that they were saying, saying like you're gonna be a prophet, like you're gonna use it, share like all this stuff to like all these people and stuff. Because in my mind, the way that they were teaching it is like if you are not a part of this group and you're not believing in the same things that they're believing in, then you're going to go to hell, like you're damned. And so as soon as like I learned this and I believe it, I was so quick. I was like, okay, all in like, okay, I want to start teaching these things. Like I think I even like taught, like told two of my friends about like the first study and stuff. Cause I was like, we need to get this out there, you know? And they told me, you know, like they like freaked out whenever I was tell- talking to the girl that was teaching me the lessons. They're like, no, like you have to go through all these lessons and you have to go through a book of arguments that you'll use in case people come at you. Like you have to be well versed before you start teaching, um, which makes sense because, um, and it was just like, they were not letting me. I was like, that's not another red flag. Big yeah. one. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just all the places where they just have to control you and have complete control over the situation. And, and what I would imagine hearing you say that probably my opinion on the, at least part of their reasoning behind that is because they don't want you to go out and talk to other people out in the real world um, and tell them about the part that you do know about because they know there's a potential that they will push back on, on those things exactly. and that they're going to see right through it. And they're going to see all the issues with it and talk to you about it. And exactly. they want you to be more deeply indoctrinated so that whatever, whatever, yeah. you know, issues people try to point out to you, they, they more or less will just bounce off of you. Um, yeah. So it's just that, that aspect exactly. of, of control that is just not okay. Yep, absolutely. Exactly what you said. So did you have um, did you have family or friends that you did talk to about this and did they um, express concern or did they have an opinion on the group? Yes. So I told my mom because me and my mom are very close and she at first was okay but my mom very soon became very concerned because she looked she googled the group and stuff and she found a lot of articles about people that um like of like family members that had wrote how their daughter like joined it and they now now she like doesn't talk to them at all and Mm -hmm. so my mom was trying to talk to me and i remember I was so deeply like believing 
this stuff that it was just like I was angry I was upset I was like why are you like trying to persecute like my faith and stuff like and trying to get me to not join I'm like you know because I'm like I just finally found like a church faith or whatever that I like am so deeply in like it was just really kind of insane at the fact that I had been going to these studies, doing these things with these girls for like three months. And yet like I trusted them more than I trusted my mom. So, and that just shows how deep the psychological manipulation and the spiritual abuse is within this group. It is, they are using tactics. They know what they're doing. It is, you know, it's bad. So, yeah, I mean, that your mom is looking on online and figuring out kind of the way this group will manipulate and control people, and then and then cause complete, you know, separation. And specifically, it looked like she is seeing between daughters and and parents and trying yeah. to express that to you. And the very thing that she is worried about and trying to to prevent from happening was like already in the process of happening in you yes. to where it was ma- making it difficult for you to hear that. That's it's like exactly it's kind of freaky to hear that how quickly how quickly they can get that grip on you. Um, yes. Yeah, it's 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 just. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of messed up. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, and I would just like, sorry, my laptop's about to die. I got to plug it in. But I would just like to note too, like at when I was at this point in my life, like I was at a very low point. Like I did not, I was going to school in Orlando. So I had no family. Um, COVID had just recently happened and I was very vulnerable at a very vulnerable spot. Like did not Mm -hmm. have a good support system and so I was really seeking that fellowship and like just that family like church family and um and so I think that contributed to it as well so yeah that that seems to be a pretty common theme that it's people sort of like in these transitional stages or, or in stages just where they're, they're just more vulnerable. Um, don't really maybe have, um, a whole lot of, of close support around them or, or kind of trying to find like a, a sense of purpose and identity and, and mm-hmm. like a direction for life. And then, yeah, just, just, just an opportune moment for a group like this to really take advantage of people. Um, so I guess just like how, how deep, you you weren't in there very long, but it sounds like it did. It did obviously begin to have a pretty significant impact on you to where, like you're saying, you were trusting these people who you knew for three months over your your mom. So how I guess just how deep do you feel like the indoctrination did get in you? I feel like it did go pretty deep and if i were to keep going um just in that short time period it was 
I was genuinely believing it. And so it's like they gain your trust with like the first couple studies, which aren't like super crazy, you know, they're mm-hmm. like most believable. And then like they start slowly going to the ones that like if they taught those first then like people would not be in their group. And yeah. so it was just and it was also they were very consistent about reaching out to me and that I'm doing these things like it was not ever like I had a break a big space in between studies yeah and um and sometimes they would do like two at a time and so I was genuinely like if it was not for my family and the lord like I don't know where I would be um yeah so did it did it impact your do you feel like it impacted your um like your personality did it impact your your life did it change you and did you did you make any like life decisions uh based around it i know a lot of people um unfortunately are in there longer and end up making pretty significant you know it alters their life in pretty significant ways and they you know choose to walk away from careers or different opportunities so did was that sort of in um kind of in your experience in any way? Um, not necessarily, no. Um, that being like through, going through this experience is a big part of my testimony and it really did change and impact me in a lot of ways, um, but not necessarily like what you're describing. Okay, so what did you see like from your experience in there? Did you, do you feel like you noticed what I guess what are some of the things that you noticed in there? Some of the like the the red flags that continue to show up. Um and, and even, you know, I guess you can talk about even like the good and bad. If there was good, if there were good aspects of it, you know, that it's so it's it's okay to share that. I know that there's yes. um, you know, you can have good aspects in 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 these things too. Um but maybe talk about kind of what you noticed as you as you continue to to be a member, um, both the good and the bad. Um, okay, wow. So one thing I did notice is um, whenever I was baptized, they made a really big deal about the girl who invited me getting me baptized almost like it's like, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, almost as if it like puts her up in the church mm-hmm. for first, I guess that's mm-hmm. maybe a way to explain it. Like they really like praised her and were very like, you know, and um, another big red flag is um, the girl that was teaching me the lessons that I was in main contact with and stuff, whenever my mom had expressed those concerns to me, and I was upset about them naturally because, you know, and I had called her and told her, and she immediately just, she told me that that had happened to her family, like her family, the same thing happened and that you just have to, I don't even remember what she said. Like she just kind of told me that that's normal and that's expected and that 
happened and she kind of pushed me to do another study like immediately after that and um she said that the same thing happened with her family and that she doesn't really talk to them um a lot of the girls were roommates as well <sighs> um yeah okay so you 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 saw definitely a continuation of them attempting to control you and it sounds like when you were showing any signs of of you know moving in any direction that would hinder your your faith they were on top of it and trying to get you to do more studies yes. and, and things like that. yeah yeah absolutely so did you notice um i guess like how how do you feel like they um portrayed god to you like you were you were new to faith good question um, what i guess like what yeah what um, was your I, I like what was your kind of concept of of god and your i guess your your feelings of like what god was like um condemnation fear um it was just like they they portrayed God in a way that it was like a very fear-based way um, in that it wasn't based like on grace at all. It, it was like very works-based and that if you don't do this and this and this and that, then, you know, you're damned. And it's just... Um, like whenever I came out after coming out and coming back home, um, I remember just sobbing and sobbing because I felt like, cause at that point I had re recognized that Anson Hong and all that stuff, like it's not true. And so I remember just sobbing and being suicidal because I genuinely, I felt like I still had that idea of who they had ingrained in me. God is that God, like, there's no way that God can forgive me for worshiping another God. There's no way like God has left me. Like he does not love me. Um, like he, he just, he just cannot forgive me for that. And so it's mm -hmm. just, they took away the gospel. They twisted it. They added to it. And, um, it's just, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of fear, guilt and yes. condemnation. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And shame and, um, and workspace faith. It wasn't by grace. It was out of yeah. pressure and fear. Mm -hmm. hmm. So did you express like, doubts and concerns or, or or i guess before i ask that question like what i guess what kind of started to happen then to make you have doubts and concerns what what led you to that point of realizing that on song hong wasn't the truth um and my mom and my brother had come down from where i live to orlando and they said that they were just visiting, but really they were coming to like have an intervention because they, um, one of my brother's friends is very well versed in scripture and such. And like they, and they knew that I would 
listen to him to like having him plus them and then um they had done a lot of research exposing the lies about like i think how one of the ensign homers somebody might have had like an affair with somebody and just like they looked into those people specifically and um and so they kind of just brought this to me and i remember my mom just praying that like the lord would just reveal the truth to me and um so yeah and and um from there like you know i i recognize like that day like whenever they came and like as they're talking because i was excited because they told me oh like i can let them i can they would let me like teach them a study but then like partly through the study that's when he stopped me and said how like scripture is meant to be read in order like it's not meant to just like take it from all throughout the bible and make up whatever narrative you want and like twist the scripture like it's con like context like it just you can make up literally any type of god or any type of lie you want by twisting the word of god and Uh not even that but you're taking it from different books throughout the entire bible and so it's it's false exactly it's exactly what the serpent did in genesis twisting the word of god and adding and taking away from it and um so it's just like he kind of explained that concept to me and um yeah and just kind of broke that down and so yeah so it was it was that like it just took one kind of sit down meeting with them and it kind of shook you out of it then yes yeah so what what happened then what did you like was it was it that day did you did you call and tell them uh, the, the WMSCOG that is that you weren't coming back. Did you just stop going? Um, kind of what were your next steps after that? Excuse me. Um, so I blocked their numbers. And so I, I believe I blocked, I don't think I sent them a message Mm -hmm. telling them that I'm not coming back. I believe that I just blocked their numbers and, um, Cause at this point, my brother and my mom had read that there was rumors of sex trafficking and stuff. And so that's why they were really scared. That's why they came down immediately, like an eight hour drive. And um, so I just kind of blocked their numbers and yeah. Okay. Okay. So you didn't really then even have, um, you, you weren't really doubting necessarily or going through a process of doubting while you were still active in the church it was kind of you you had that meeting and then you were kind of done right then mm-hmm. so uh, so you didn't really have a chance to i, I guess i was i was curious because i'm always curious to know how the the members or leaders respond to to questions like if, if you were to oh, express yeah. your doubts and concerns did you ever have moments of expressing like questions or doubts about things um yes. that you can remember um whenever like whenever they're teaching the study about how we're all angels that sin against god in heaven that's why we're here um i have so many questions during that like i i because i was just had a lot of questions i just remember her telling me you'll just have to wait till the next study like the rest of the studies will explain it all um 
Yeah, that's a common response. So what, what do you feel like it was that like, can you like think back to that time and, and I guess think about like what was going on inside of you? Like, what was it that was really keeping you from, from leaving? What was it? Um, do you feel like, was it the, the social pressure of just now belonging to a group, not wanting to disappoint? Was it just, did you just think about the doctrines and just feel like convinced that they were true? Like, what was it that was kind of keeping you really wanting to stay in this group, even though you were, um, it sounds like feeling some, you know, like just the fear and the the condemnation and all that, that comes with it. Um, I don't know. I think I was just, I, I truly believed what they were saying. Um, I really did believe the doctrine and I just thought it was true. And I thought that, you know, everybody else is lost. Like this is the way, you know? Um, Yep. So how has it been since leaving? um, Since leaving, it has been absolutely amazing. Um, so, uh, after I, so, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to get into this. So, um, the Lord did answer my prayer of guiding me to a church and he actually used the world mission society church of God to answer that prayer because he (laughs) used it to bring me back to Pensacola because after that happened, my family was so scared. They said, you just have to come home for like two weeks until we can get it figured out. And while I was home those two weeks, that's when I was crying. I was suicidal because I thought God hated me, that he had abandoned Mm -hmm. me. How can he forgive me after worshiping a false God, after he had just saved me and called me like, like by his grace. And so, um, I just like, and he just like called me to himself again. And I accepted that the Lord Jesus is enough. Like Jesus Christ is enough. And that like forgiveness is found in him and in him alone. And um, so after that, I had just like slowly going back to the faith, like, um, yeah. It just like, it took a while for me to like click. I think it took like a week or so. And I'm like, wow, like the Lord truly does not remember my sin anymore. And like, he's forgiven me and like has allowed me just like this new start with him. Um, And so from there, that's when I just started walking with the Lord and um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you got free then sounds like fortunately from from those those fears that you know god couldn't forgive you you. yeah absolutely it's just it's not um it's just not based on i don't know it's just like the world mission society church of god you don't feel peace you don't feel peace um and it's yeah you just feel 
almost like shame, like nothing you ever do is good enough. And um, there's like absolutely no peace. And you feel like there is in what you're walking in now? Yes, absolutely. There's just, it's peace and it's like not based on anything that you do. That you can just rest and be still and know that he's God and like he, like God loves us and like Jesus loves us and like he's promised to never leave us or forsake us and no matter like what we do you know like if we if we go down to shahul or we may go up to heaven like he's with us and um and like that's enough it's not this pressure that like you have to gain salvation through yeah. doing all these different things yeah. um because that's just that's unattainable it yeah. you can't yeah and Ju Chil Kim, the general pastor's um, book, I think it's um, uh, My Sheep Listen to My Voice is the name of the book. I have it right here. But um, in one of the, the chapters, he talks about how we have to do all that we can do to re repay God for his grace is kind of the way he words it. Like, like our job because of because of what God has done for us is to repay God for his grace. And so just that whole, I mean, that's a self contradiction um, that yeah. you can't, you know, you can't repay somebody for a gift. It defeats the whole purpose of it being a gift. Um, and so just on that fundamental level, it shows how just completely they misunderstand what um, the new Testament is, is, consistently trying to get across and yeah. and really you just you just think about i think one of the most i mean in, in in my opinion anyways one of the most profound things about what it seems like jesus kind of brought to the table um and and obviously the 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 rest of the new testament is just this idea of god being a father and i think that's something that's mm -hmm. we you know so many people have probably heard so much that it doesn't really mean much and then especially if you've been a part of the wmscog if you hear me saying father it's just gonna trigger probably all these thoughts you know because i know that's that's you know you refer to on song hong as father but um may, maybe actually the word that's used in um galatians is is abba which actually is is the um but it, it was their way of saying daddy pretty much so it so so the idea that jesus kind of consistently pointed to about God and what he's like and what our relationship with him is supposed to be like is one of a child with their daddy. Um, not, yes. not one of a, of a, you know, a slave with their slave master or an employer with their employee or anything <laughs> like that. And, yeah. and yeah, cause it's like you in the WMSCOG, the, like you have to you have to consistently work your butt off to convince God that you're worth like forgiving. Yes. You have to convince God exactly. that you're worth yep. like putting up with. And you have to continue day after day to do all these things in hopes that you're convincing God to not blast you to hell. Yeah. <laughs> and like what, what kind of relationship? Is no. that? Um, yeah. And so I think that's just, no. again, like that's not, that's not i think that's so such a just a black and white difference between what you see absolutely jesus trying to convey and is, i think that's what makes christianity 
unique and and like attractive in many ways is just this idea of God that it presents that he's God didn't wait for you know mankind to to clean themselves up and to make yes. themselves presentable he exactly like the, the scriptures that say while we were yet sinners Christ died for us so it's this idea that yeah. God is a loving father who will do anything for his kids and he has done everything yes. and he, he just wants people to know that and so that's that's the idea that seems to be presented in the New Testament. And it's something that, that unfortunately, it's a sad thing that so many WMSCOG members just are completely ignorant of that concept. It's just a complete yeah. foreign concept to them. Um, just so, grace. Yeah. You know, they they don't understand that it's grace, that it's, it's grace that we can have a relationship with God by grace because we're not good enough. We, we cannot do it. We cannot earn our salvation. We cannot earn a right standing with God. It's just we cannot do that. And Jesus died for us so that we can have a relationship with him. And it's by grace that we're called into a relationship with him. And like, if you don't like the concept of grace, then you're just constantly going to be chasing down stuff and you won't experience the peace that God Jesus has died to give us is, is peace, you know, and um, rest from that striving and stuff. And honestly, it's been such a long time since the World Mission Society Church of God. And it really has been. It's hard for me to even remember, like, the, the teachings that they're teaching because it's just been completely you know, replace with just this like grace that I can't even like understand. And it's just hard and just that it's like, God doesn't want that for, for if anybody's watching that still in it, like God does not want that for you. Like he has not, he's not called you to that. Um, and like, I, and I just really do believe that it is just, teaching of just that it's just false teaching and um, it's just perverting the whole message of the gospel which is just by grace through faith that we're saved so, yeah so uh, at, at what point in your story did you come across great light studios um i was looking up things like i was looking up because i wanted to know like if other people had had that experience um, mm -hmm. with the same thing. And I was just curious to see other people's perspectives and like what they went through. And honestly, I wanted to know more about the group and like how it goes, if it goes deeper and such. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you started searching online and, and probably came across some of the former members. Yeah. So did that, did you find those helpful? Um, was it was it helpful listening to other members talk about their experiences? No, I absolutely do think it is very helpful and it's just encouraging because you realize that you're not alone and mm -hmm. um, that other people have like gone through this. And um, just the fact that there is awareness and that you have started this ministry um, specifically for just awareness of this group is just something that's so, so amazing. Um, it really is. <laughs> Thank you. 
So what, I guess, what, um, what would you say kind of, kind of coming to, to a close here, but what would you, maybe I'll word it this way. Like if you had a friend who came up to you and said, Hey, I'm, I just got invited to go to a uh, Bible study from this amazing church called the World Mission Society Church of God. And and I think I'm going to join it and become a member. Like, what what would you say to somebody to tell them um, that this is this is a a cult or this is not a group you want to want to be a part of? Like, what are some of the things you would point out to them? Um, I would tell them that this group twist the word of God and they take different scriptures in the Bible, holy text to manipulate. Um, and they use the validity of that holy text to manipulate and provide a narrative that is self-seeking, that is serving them, um, that is providing money for them. And um, that is like, they don't have your best interests at all, that they are very selfish and they only care about themselves and that they are very lost and um and that it's just not a group that you want to be part of um and that it just it's just that they're just teaching more people to go astray and and they're just leading more people into darkness thinking that they're doing something good and um it's just that they just don't um, need to join that group because God loves them so much. And that um, I would just tell them the gospel and I would just tell them the gospel and um, just pray for them. So then I guess kind of along, along those same lines, like um, I guess, what do you, do you have anybody from that the the group while you remember that you were still in contact with in any way no okay if you could like speak to some of those people like what what would you say to people still in the group um yeah just any any thoughts that you would have and it might 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 be along the same lines of what you just shared i would just tell them like hey um this teaching is not true and um it's false and they're manipulating you um they're abusing you that they're using different psychological tactics to keep you enslaved um and like this fear and this condemnation like and like throwing your life away for this like um it's just not that they're not following what they think that they are and um that it's just that it's just not um that it's just not the truth it's not the truth and that there is only one way to god and it's jesus and that jesus is the way the truth and the life and jesus christ is enough alone and that um Yeah, you've used the word or the the term spiritual abuse a couple times. Um, so I, I'm wondering, like, have you have you kind of looked into that concept of spiritual abuse since you've, or is that just a, a term you've heard? Or I, I guess I'm asking, like, why do you use 
that sort of description when you when you talk about the church of God? I do believe that they are utilizing people's belief system, which is something that's so central to people's sense of being. And they're utilizing it for their own personal gain and their own personal um, mission, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Um, Yeah, I think that they're taking one of people's just most vulnerable parts of their belief system and that they're abusing it and by taking advantage of it to exploit them and um to just reach whatever yeah 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 i 100 percent agree um Mm -hmm. yeah and I, i so appreciate you being willing to come on and and do your part and sharing your story and just doing, doing this to, to help spread the word and, and tell other people to not join this group, to tend to, to give it a second thought if they are members right now. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And it is just uh, a frustrating and, and somewhat tragic thing that, that there is really at, at the core of what's going on and, and why members leave this group and then you know, spend decades afterwards trying to heal and to like um, get over it and to learn yeah. to actually just function as human beings is because uh, of that that aspect of, of spiritual abuse that really is is happening to to people. It really is an abusive system, um, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Absolutely. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I also just, just, I think for those who have left, um, and that are still wrestling with that, I, I just, mm-hmm. I hope that people feel, uh, legitimatized if that's a word, um, in, in whatever feelings and struggles that people might be having after leaving and just all the, you know, like you're talking about having two weeks afterwards where you, you were suicidal and, and, and just the thoughts you had about your, your spiritual condition in, in that, yeah. that state. So it's just, that's, unfortunately, those are all pretty normal things, I think, to feel and to think afterwards um, as a result of, of spending so much time in such a uh, oppressive and abusive culture. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, thank you, Savannah, um, for, for sharing your story and, and um, yeah, if, if there's anything else you want to yeah. say here at the end. And, um, it really does just break my heart so much that because people that have endured that spiritual abuse, it can make them scared to even want to be around any type of faith. Um, yeah. And even like having, it can prevent them from that fear can keep them from pursuing a relationship with Jesus. And, um, and, just I just want them to know you know like like I have experienced that healing firsthand and um and that like Jesus says that his perfect love casts out fear because fear has to do with punishment um and like there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus there there's none um because the spirit of life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Like there's no condemnation and that, that healing really is found in Christ. And, um, 
And like, I would not be here and I would not be alive and I would have not made it through this experience if it was not for experiencing that freedom from Christ and the forgiveness and the healing from him through this experience. And um, I just wanted to share that. And I know my thoughts and everything has been all over the place um, during this interview because um it really has been a while so it's hard for me to remember a lot Mm -hmm. of the stuff that they were teaching specifically about the doctrine and stuff but i really just wanted to come on here to just share that there is hope and there is a way out from that pain that you're feeling and that darkness and that hurt that you're experiencing and um i just wanted to share that and share how like the lord you know it's like how it talks about when I'm weak, then I'm strong and like boasting the weakness. And like this, honestly, God has used this experience to be one of the biggest blessings in my life um, because it brought me back home to my family. And, um, it, and just like, he really has used it. And I believe that like he uses all things for good of those who love him. And um, so I really just wanted to come on here and just share that um but yeah thank you so much for having me and um just thank you for taking the time to you know do what you do it's so important and it i know it ministers to a lot of people um and yes and i just wanted to share too if anybody would like to reach out to me um i'm more than willing to talk um i'd love that if you'd like to just talk or somebody to listen yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I can get your your email in the, the video description below. Um, so, yeah, if anybody would like to, to talk more to Savannah, then it um, sounds like she's willing to do that. And so, and yeah, I just say uh, thank you for, for sharing all that. And I, um, that that is something that is, I'm, you know, trying to figure out how to to speak into a little bit bit more. And um, I've seen over the, the past several years, just, I think people who, and rightly so, it, it totally makes sense mm-hmm. that this happens, but people who come out of the group, um, uh, many in many cases, want to throw out Christianity altogether. And I, I totally mm-hmm. understand why they would feel that way. I think what I want people to understand and what I hope they can kind of see in you is that the WMSCOG as, as hard as it might be, you know, I understand that me just saying this doesn't, does isn't going to make it click, but, but the WMSCOG is, is about as far away from what biblical the Bible actually says about what Christianity is. is. Um, And I get that it's, it would be so hard to not, um, associate, you know, the Bible and any sort of yes. Christian-like practice with the experience of the WMSCOG. But just, I mean, some of the things we've talked about, um, if you, I think if you begin to grasp and see that, wait a minute, like at the at the core message of what Jesus actually talked about, what he was actually trying to get across, it had nothing to do with all this, this garbage that the WMSCOG mm-hmm. talks about and what they focus on. The heart of what you know, what Jesus was actually conveying is so, it's just a black and white difference. They're, they're just not even in the same realm. And so I, I, that's what, what I would just like, people are, are totally free to 
to totally reject religion wholesale and Christianity wholesale. I would just hope that people would um, recognize that when you reject the WMSCOG and decide to walk away from that, that's not one and the same as it's completely different. Yeah. What Jesus, yeah, you're not. um, And so I I just think give, give what Jesus actually taught a fair shot Um, and in whatever space or time or, or, um, place yes. you're able to do that because I just think um, I think that what what Jesus has to say and what what Christianity I think is as it really is yes. what it has to offer is just so much different and so much better yes. you know I I've got I've grown up mm-hmm. Christian and so I have I'm in a weird place with my faith and I'm figuring out a lot of things I'm changing my beliefs and on a lot of things that I've I believe for a long time and seeing different problems that exist within different uh, areas of Christianity. But, but I do, I, I just, I see something in it that I think is just beautiful and, and good that, that, um, and I see something even in the things that many of the things you're expressing about, I think just the, the peace and what I think is really what, yes. you know, really understanding what, what this, um, this God that's talked about in the scriptures is really all about. And and if he is really a father, a daddy, um, then that's so much different than, than anything that the WMSCOG conveys. And so, so that's just a really long winded way of saying, um, don't, you know, I think be careful not to assume that the WMSCOG in any way is a accurate reflection of, Jesus or the the New Testament documents or anything that's um yeah, um, yeah in in yeah. in that so I 100% agree and even as far even just like what Jesus has done and and I mean completely and I would even go as far to say is that it's so polar opposite that like what they're teaching is teachings of Satan, like Satan, influenced by Satan and demons. And this is, is Jesus Christ. It's the light. And um, I mean, it's it's not even like there's there's no similarities whatsoever. Like there's no overlap whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like it is completely like could not be more different, like perverted form of just yeah yeah yep so. yep i agree yeah it, it really yeah that's a good i think that's a good way of putting it it's just uh it's just a perverted form of of a perverted interpretation of of the bible and of christianity and so it really is no interpretation of it at all and not at one all. worth it's it's not worth taking the WMSCOG's interpretation of Christianity and then rejecting yeah. Christianity because of the WMSCOG's yeah. interpretation. Like there's, there's so much, even just on, um, you know, a scholarly level of just, just understanding just like a scholarly, more scientific, I suppose, if you will, like approach um, an intellectual sort of perspective on the Bible. Like the WMSCOG just, just misses it on every level. Um, you know, they, they don't have even just a scholarly, um, a way of, of approaching the, the biblical texts and understanding historical context and even appreciating just that aspect of the Bible. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, w- I would say you could go listen to like atheists 
or agnostics like like Bart Ehrman, like New Testament scholars who aren't even believers, and you're going to get like a, a just a better understanding of Christianity than you will from the WMSCOG. Like as as weird as that is to say, and so um, yeah, so that's just I guess we can't we can't really emphasize enough that that yes. WMSCOG is not Christianity. Right. So don't uh, just be careful not to throw out one. Um, to throw out the whole thing just because of that. And and so I totally understand that people need time and space yeah. and that might be Absolutely. years, that might be months. And, you know, that's that totally and understandable. It's just, um, mm -hmm. And it's just like, this, Jesus is freedom and grace and peace and love, like love. This, what they're teaching is shame, condemnation, fear and in, in slavery like and I would go as far to say like if you are coming out of this and you like that and you're seeking and you're searching for that I would actually recommend you to to read the gospel and um and and mm -hmm. to give give it a shot um yeah. and even just at your own time and in pace but yeah. 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 That would, that would be interesting to have, you know, what, what would a former member's experience of the Bible be if, if for probably for many of them, even if they've been in, if were members in the church for 10 or 15 years, you know, for mm -hmm. many of them, it'd probably be the first time doing so to actually just sit down and take like the gospel of John and just read it all the way through yes. and try to understand, okay, what, yeah. I know I've heard, I heard for 15 years, what, what, the church of God said, this is all about, well, I'm just going to sit down. Yeah. I'm going to read through this. I'm going to figure out, okay, what is this? What is this really all about? Is this what I think it is? Is this, does this have anything to do um, with, with what they, they said? And so that would, that would be an interesting, I guess, kind of experiment absolutely. to see um, what, what would happen in a situation Dude, like that. So. Well, Savannah, thanks so much for yeah. your time. <laughs> Thank and, you. And um, yeah, we will, we'll stay in touch. I really appreciate it. Your, your story and, and your perspective. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much again.